0: You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a Bible doctrine series by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Well, let's get right into our lesson here tonight. It's been a couple weeks. So we're in, the, we're in the study of the doctrine of angels, right? How many weeks have we been in this study? No. Two. Two. All right. It's been that long, really, Mel? It's okay. been in two weeks, and wow, have we ever covered a lot of ground in two weeks as I was going over it. And uh, last week, of course, I wasn't here, so I know you all have forgotten everything that we've taught you so far on Angels. So here we go with Pastor White's famous review. Okay, One thing you'll always remember the preacher for is his reviews on Wednesday night. But Remember what Paul said? To repeat these things to you, indeed to me, is not grievous, but for you to say repetition does help us to remember. So what I did is grab some of the highlights over the past couple weeks that we've been studying angels, and then we're going to get into new material. How many here for the very first time? Very first time. Okay. Okay. Wow. So this is for you too. How many here can't remember what we taught about last? Okay. That's for you too. Okay. I always figure my job is safe because no one can remember what I ever preached on. All right. what we're going to talk about tonight is the ministry of angels. What ministry do the angels have? And then we're going to end the lesson tonight by asking you the question, what ministry for the Lord do you have? So the Bible says here in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14, read it with me. Are they not all ministering spirits? How many of the angels are ministering? All of the angels are ministering. So that means that every single angel that God has, has a ministry given to him by God to fulfill. Do you know that very same thing is true for the believer? Every one of you who are born again, who know the Lord as your Savior, have been given a spiritual gift so that you can minister the grace of God to others while you are here on this earth. So we're going to kind of take it from that angle here tonight. But let's go into our review and see what the Bible teaches about angels. See how much you can remember as we go through just the highlights of the past couple weeks we saw that there are 281 references to angels in the Word of God throughout the Old Testament and then over into the New Testament. Actually more mentions in the New Testament than in the Old Testament, so we have a lot of information in the Bible concerning angels. Now remember this, most of what you've heard about angels is what? Is wrong, (laughs) All right, The, The world has a totally wrong understanding and perspective of angels and their ministry. We saw that their origin was that they were created by God. Praise ye Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. For He commanded and they were what? Created. Created. Now let me ask you a question before we get to the next slide. When were angels created? When were they created? They were created before the world was created. But do we know how long before the world was created were they created? The Bible doesn't say. We just know that from this passage of Scripture and others that they were created before God created the earth. So that was the time of their origin. Not only are there good angels, but there are also what? Evil angels. What do we call them today? We call them demons. The Bible said they are principalities and powers. They are the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So there are evil angels as well. When Satan fell, that remember those five I wills? I will be like the most high and God said, no you won't. How many of the angels did he take with him? One third. He drew with his tail. The book of Revelation says one third of the angels that God had created went with him in his fall. And as we said, we know them as demons today. And the Bible said, and he did cast them to the earth. We see that they did not keep their first estate, the original purpose for their creation. And they were the angels that sinned. We'll get more into 2 Peter 2 and verse 4 a little bit later tonight. We saw the purpose of their creation. The Bible said all things were created by him and what? For him. Why were you created? For him. You were created for the Lord. You were not created for yourself. So your greatest fulfillment in life will come by discovering your purpose. You were created for the Lord. And, of course, uh, we have kind of pounded this into you here Uh, the past couple years. uh, We were created for his pleasure. So I guess we should ask, are we bringing pleasure to the Lord in the way that we are living our lives? Angels were created to worship God. They were created to serve and to obey God. They were created to minister Uh, To us, and we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later in our studies. Angels, both good and evil, are used by God to bring judgment. Both the good angels bring judgment, both the evil angels bring judgment. We got into that. We're not going to get into that more tonight, but uh, that's just a fact of Scripture. And then we begin to look at the nature of angels. What is their nature? They are what? They are spirit beings. Uh, The Bible teaches us that. Angels, they're they're ministering spirits. They're spirit beings. Christ informed us uh, that uh, they do not possess flesh and blood like we possess flesh and blood. Because they are spirit beings. He said, behold my hands and my feet. Uh, That is, I myself handle me and see for a spirit hath not what? Flesh and bones as you see me have. So they are spirit beings, they don't have flesh and bones like we have. Now, does that mean that angels do not have a body? No, they have a spirit body. So remember, we got into the—we actually got into quite detail on this here in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There are celestial bodies and there are what? There are terrestrial bodies on very rare occasions. I mean, we're covering thousands of years when we look into the Scriptures on very rare occasions did angels manifest themselves in bodily form and they can manifest themselves in bodily form and so why is it so rare i mean why aren't angels all around us now manifesting themselves we came to the conclusion we just worship them we just worship them that's why they are spirit beings of course the bible forbids us from the worship of angels we also saw that angels are what Immunable. What does that mean, they are immutable? You can't count them. There's so many angels that you really can't even put a number on them. Then we talked about how that when we get to heaven, are we going to have interaction with the angels? Yes, we are. And what are we going to be telling them about? The grace of God that saved us. That which they always desired to look into and to understand. And the Bible says that it's all going to be to the praise of his glory. So we're going to have interaction with the angels. Could you imagine sitting down and talking with an angel? Kind of cool, huh? All right. We also saw that angels possess separate and individual personalities. Just like we have separate and individual personalities. Um, they possess intelligence. They possess emotion. And they also possess Will. Now, we did talk about how that once that decision was made, they were confirmed either in their evil state or in their state of holiness, but they certainly did at at a time possess will. We then got into this, how that these evil angels saw the daughters of men and delighted in the daughters of men and came down and cohabitated with women. There's always a lot of controversy around this. How could a spirit being do this? And my idea is that they would possess the bodies of evil men and then have cohabitation with women. And there arose a race of what as a result of this? The Nephilim. There was a race of giants that were produced from this relationship between demons and humans. And I don't understand all that was involved there. All I can tell you is what the Bible says. It happened. And uh, if you do, any, how many have ever done any study of the Nephilims, these giants that were produced? It's very interesting. Uh, you can find a lot of information out there on the web right now. Uh, but you can look. Some of these uh, giants have been discovered that range from 18 feet tall to 20 feet tall. Let me tell you what. That's a big guy. Uh, right over here in this picture, you see right here. This is a man and a woman, maybe husband and wife. I don't know, but uh, we're buried together. Uh, so obviously, these giants existed uh, as a result of that uh, cohabitation. Now, the Bible says this. I right? said so we're going to come back to Second Peter chapter two and verse four. Are we going too fast for all of you? Good. It said, "For the an- <laughs> it says, For if God spared not the angels that sinned, and many believe this is a direct.'" Connection to Genesis chapter 6 and this cohabitation that we're talking about. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into what? Chains. Now, are all demons chained today? No, of course not. But there are some that were chained. And I just think it makes sense. So, you know, again, this is kind of like our opinion because the Bible doesn't say. But... What took place in Genesis chapter 6, that is complete perversion, isn't it? And so probably this is what it refers to here is those angels that did that cohabitation were taken and chained. The Bible said they were chained uh, uh, of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. So in hell they are in complete and total darkness and they are chained until the day of judgment to where they will then be cast into the lake of fire. What was one of the reasons for the Flood? That's right, this cohabitation. This race, this wicked race of humanity. Man did only that which was evil in the sight of God, and God destroyed the earth with a Flood. And that's how these Nephilims that they find were buried. It was through the Flood. All right, we also saw that angels, because of the fall of man, uh, are now superior to man. Man was once superior to angels, but now angels are superior to man because of the fall. We saw that they are stronger than men, they are smarter than men, and they certainly are swifter than men, but they're not greater than God. Okay. And this is kind of where we wrap things up in our last session. God is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. If you don't know what those words mean, look them up. But uh, angels certainly are not superior to our God. He is the almighty God. So all things were created by him and for him. Now tonight, that wasn't too bad. That was ten minutes. Okay? Okay. Tonight we're going to, remember I said on Sunday, we're going to look at the, does anybody remember what I said we were going to study tonight? The cherubims and the seraphims. I lied. Really, I didn't lie, I just was mistaken. I forgot about the angels I had before them, and that is the archangels. Okay. So next week we'll get into the cherubims and the seraphims and their ministry. But tonight we're going to, um, because I didn't want to change my PowerPoint all around Uh, We're going to get into the archangels and what the Bible says about the archangels. So tonight we're going to look at the ministry of the archangels. Now let's go over the different type of angels that are mentioned in the scripture. First of all, the archangels, we find two of them by name. What was their names? Yeah, you can read. That's good. Okay. Michael and Gabriel were the archangels. We'll tell you the difference between their ministries. Then we have the cherubims. Then we have the seraphims. They are absolutely fascinating angels. We're going to look at these ruling angels, principalities and power and might and dominion. Uh, We're going to look at the guardian angels. The guardian angels. Um, Eli uh, said to me Sunday, he said, Pastor, do you know you are a miracle? And I said, what are you talking about? And uh, remember when our van broke down coming to church? Remember I told you I just died on the road and we were able to coast off of the road and into Speedway. Well, Eli and his brother were working on my van and why don't you tell them what you found? Well, when we dropped the gas tank to do the fuel pump, the corner of the gas tank was... Can you hear him? No. They can't oh. hear you. That the, heat, the heat shield had fallen off, and it was about to go right through the gas tank. And God, thank you, Mr. Angel, right, that pulled the plug on that uh, fuel pump that caused the car to stop. I mean, we had uh, our grandkids in there on our way to church. Could you imagine uh, what could have happened? So, uh, hey, whatever angel's watching over us, thank you. Appreciate it. The guardian angels. And then we're going to talk about the angel of the Lord. There are several appearances of the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, and we believe it was a direct connect to the Lord Jesus. Um, but there's also other mentions of the angel of the Lord, which we'll see here tonight. So these are the different angels. Now tonight, we're going to focus in on Michael and Gabriel the two archangels mentioned in scripture. Now, I want you to look at this picture of this image of Michael and Gabriel. What what do we see here? This is this is a great artist portrayal here. Oh, what do we see different about these two angels? Well, one is, one looks like a warrior because he's holding a what? He's holding a sword. The other doesn't have a sword in his hand. What does he have? He has a trumpet. All right. Gabriel, go ahead and blow your trumpet. You ever heard that song? <clears throat> so here we have Michael and we have Gabriel and the artist portrays him as one having a sword and the other having a trumpet. What what is what is the difference in the ministry of these two archangels? One is a warrior. Michael is the warring angel and uh, Gabriel is a messenger. That's why he has a trumpet in his hand. He is a messenger. And so we'll look at these uh, two angels here tonight. So let's look at Michael, the warrior of God. And there was a what? There was a what? There was a war in where? Heaven. Michael and his angels, that'd be the good angels, those who did not follow Satan. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not, neither was there found uh, any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which is the of the whole world. He was cast out, and his angels were cast out with him. So who was engaged in this battle? Michael. He was the prince. He was the leader of uh, this uh, army of angels. The warrior of God. Here's another reference. It says, Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with who? What does it mean to contend? To fight. So who's Michael fighting with? He's fighting with the devil. Yeah, Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him or Satan a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Why were they fighting over the body of Moses? The Bible doesn't tell us. We can only kind of imagine what Satan would have done with the body of Moses. I can see him possessing the body of Moses and leading the children of Israel astray through the body of Moses and bringing a great deception to Israel. Uh, so Michael fought and Michael won. And who buried who buried Moses? God himself buried Moses in a secret place the devil could not find. So here we find Michael warring again with the devil. You know, if I was the devil, I'd give up because he lost every time. So he's able to secure the body of Moses. Now, this is a lengthy passage of Scripture, okay? Um, But I think we ought to read it. Here we find mention of two angels. And this all has to do ...with future revelation that God, prophetic revelation that God is giving to Daniel. Alright? So are you all with me? Okay, read along with me as I stumble through. In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the visions... In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came fra- nor wine to my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. What does it mean he didn't anoint himself? He didn't take a bath for three weeks. Here we go. And in the fourth and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hedekal, then I lifted up my eyes and looked. And behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold as euphaz. His body was like a burl, and his face the appearance of light. Is this a man or is this an angel? This is an angel that he's seen here. All right. And his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms as feet like colored to brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone, and I saw the great vision. And there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned into corruption. And I retained no strength, yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, and set me upon my knees, and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee I am now sent. And when he had spoken the words unto me, I stood trembling. Now before I go to the next slide... I think this angel was Gabriel. Because Gabriel was the angel that always brought a message from God. Alright? Let's go to the next slide here. Ready? Here we go. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, Satan, st- stood me one and twenty days, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. Isn't that interesting? For twenty-one days there was a spiritual war taking place in the heavens that was hindering, I believe, Gabriel from getting that message of this revelation to Daniel because obviously Satan did not want him to get it. And Michael had to come and assist and once again defeat the devil so that that message could get through. Let me say something. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. And you know, as I read through this again, I thought, you know, next time I feel like my prayers are being hindered and and it's taking time, I'm going to say, God, would you send Michael to do some warfare here? Can't we do that? He's the warring angel. Why don't we ask God to send him and do some warfare on our behalf? Now here's another passage of scripture that talks about Michael and him warring. And at that time, we're talking about the time of the tribulation period, the book of Revelation. How many were here when we went through our Bible prophecy in the book of Revelation? Okay, You may remember how the Antichrist was coming after God's chosen people to destroy them and how God protected them. He did that by using Michael to fight on the behalf of God's chosen people. And at that time, the tribulation period, shall Michael stand up the great prince. So there's a second time he's talked about being a prince. That great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. What book? The Lamb's book. So he is a warring angel, and he is a protecting angel. Even the Antichrist and his armies could not get through uh, Michael. Now we come to who? Now we come to Gabriel. So Michael was the what? He was the warrior of God. Now we come to Gabriel, and he is the messenger of God. Back to Daniel, by the river. And it came to pass when I, even I, Daniel, had seen the vision and sought for the meaning, then behold, there stood by me as the appearance of a man. There comes that angel again. And I heard a man's voice between the banks of Eulah, which called and said, Gabriel, Gabriel, make this man to understand the what? Vision." Gabriel gave the understanding of this biblical vision of prophecy to Daniel. So he came near where I stood, and when he came, I was afraid and fell upon my face. But he said unto me, understand, O man, for at the time of the end shall be the what vision. And that was the vision of the she-goat, the the ram and the she-goat. We won't get into that. Here's another one in Daniel. This is uh, now Gabriel revealing the 70 weeks of Daniel and what that means. Yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation, And he informed me, he informed me. Remember, he's the messenger of God. He informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come to give thee skill and understanding. How many have heard of the 70 weeks of Daniel? That's how we know how long the tribulation period is. That's how we know that the church cannot be in the tribulation period, is because of the vision of the 70 weeks of Daniel. Zechariah. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the father to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am who? Gabriel. Gabriel. Again, what does he have? A message. He is a message from God. I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee, and to show thee good tidings. <clears throat> interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Now... Mary. And in the sixth month, the angel, who? Gabriel. Gabriel, was sent from God. Remember, he stands in the presence of God. He gets his message from God. He delivers it from God. What a privilege. But you know what? Don't we have a message from God too? That God has delivered to us and given to us? Maybe we should be more like Gabriel. And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. What did he tell Mary? She was going to conceive a child of the Holy Ghost. Now, Gabriel is not mentioned by name. But most, most commentators believe that this angel that came to Joseph was also Gabriel, although it's called the angel of the Lord. Okay, Of course, Gabriel would be an angel of the Lord. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord, probably Gabriel, that message, appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And then uh, <clears throat> Joseph liked to sleep a lot, by the way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a what? In a dream. Saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. And be thou there till I bring thee word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And uh, he is sleeping again. But when Herod was dead, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. The messenger of God. Now, again, Gabriel's name is not mentioned in this passage of Scripture. But remember the artist's portrayal, what was he holding? A trumpet. Because most, again, believe that this archangel, and I highlighted it here, this archangel here is Gabriel that blows the trumpet. Let's read this passage together, it's a wonderful passage of scripture, it says, but I would not have you, okay, everyone together, ready, here we go. But I would not have you ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that they which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first then they which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Gabriel sounds the trumpet. You know what? I have to believe that that trumpet is soon to be sounded. And the shout will go forth. And his church will be called home to glory. I ask you a question. What is your ministry? You say, why do you ask that question, pastor? Because every angel, all of the angels are ministering spirits. What is your ministry? What are you doing for the Lord here in this life? How are you advancing his kingdom? Would you just stop for a minute and would you think about that? What are you doing for the Lord? Does every one of us have a gift? Does every one of us have a calling? Does every one of us have a purpose? Does every one of us have a ministry? We do. And you know, one day when that trumpet sounds, we will stand before the Lord, at what the Bible calls the judgment seat of Christ, and we shall give an account of the things that we have done in this life, whether it be good or whether it be bad. Question I want to leave you with tonight. Listen, all eyes, all ears right here. How are you living your life? If God has called you to be a warrior, be a warrior for God. Amen? If God has called you to be a messenger, be a messenger for God. Whatever God has called you to do, the Bible said, do it with all thy might. So we can hear in that day, well done. Well done. Well, Michael and Gabriel are really good examples to us, aren't they? And it is 10 to 8, and I have just broken a record on a Wednesday night. Can you believe? You are are witnessing something that has never taken place in 36 years of teaching on Wednesday night. Want to do a little question and answer? Levi. Calls him a prince. And we will get into how the angels are ranked, ruling angels. Okay? Principalities, powers, might, and dominions. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the various ranks. Let me tell you something, God is organized. But so is Satan. He has his organization too. He learned from God. So yeah, he is chief. Mom? The Bible says, the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Okay. I would say yes. But again, I'd be going out on a limb. That's just my opinion. Uh, the Bible only mentions two. Okay? Now, in uh, Islam, they say there's three. And they call the third one Raphael. So if they say there's three, there's probably only two. Well, that makes sense? I mean, they're wrong on everything else, so. What's that? Yes. 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 Yeah, they made that choice. However, he was able to deceive them and convince them to follow him. That's how we know angels had a free will. But now as we've studied... The angels that are, the good angels, the Bible said, they are confirmed in holiness. They are, they're now always referred to as holy angels, all through Scripture. And, of course, the evil angels, we got into that, right? Can they repent? Can they get saved? You know, that was, I think, our first lesson. Yes? I'm sorry, what? No, he was called the anointed cherub that covereth. All right, that was the term given to him. And we'll see what that means later on. So don't go to college, just stay here. <laughs> you'll learn more here on Wednesday night than you'll learn in college anyway. Right. It says angels over those who be heirs of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Now, God mission, he knows everything. Is this a planet, we're conceived, or is when we're saved, or we we says who shall be heirs of salvation, so he knows who will and who will not be saved. And so over those who will be saved, that kind of goes to answer you know, mom's question again. That's just another verse. Um, they are ministering spirits. To those who shall be heirs of salvation. I'm an heir of salvation, are you? Amen. So it must be I have a ministering spirit. There was a passage, I think it was when you said that Gabriel spoke to Joseph. But it doesn't say our angel. does say No, it says the angel of the Lord. And that's why I said most... Well, I'll say that when we go into the Old Testament, we see the angel of the Lord, he's receiving worship. He's accepting worship. These angels are not. All right? So the angel of the Lord is used kind of in a generic way. Okay? And we're just kind of guessing that that's, you know, Gabriel. Uh, but we're not sure, but it just, it kind of fits. Does that make sense? Okay. Mom? He did know it. He did know it. God is omniscient. He knew it in the very... Absolutely. You know why? Because God gives man free will. God gives angels free will. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Think about it if God did not give his creation angels are a creation of god that we are remember we are called the sons of god they are called the sons of god all right so could you imagine just you know what it would be that he just created a bunch of robots what what praise what glory is in that you know wouldn't you, you like your kids to be robots and you could program them to say yes, sir, no, ma'am? and uh, <laughs> so how, I got to invent that. I got to invent one of those. <laughs> Anyone else? Please eat up five more minutes. Samuel. Actually, Lee. Asked that question here a couple weeks or maybe the first night. Uh, no, there's no indication that the angels, they won the war, they drove them out of heaven, right? No indication that angels die. They are eternal. What was the point of the war? The point of the war was to drive them out of heaven. Their influence out of heaven. From that point on, Satan no longer had any access to heaven. Up to that time, he was called the accuser of the brethren. He was able to stand before the Lord. He was able to accuse the saints, and they drove him out. Plus, it shows you the... Actually, Michael wins every battle against who? So what does that tell you about Michael? Huh? He's more powerful than the devil. Jesus sent out the 70. They came back so excited. And what were they excited about? Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, well, don't rejoice about that. Rejoice that your name's written in the book of life. <laughs> but even the demons are subject to us in your name. Amazing. He does. But he's he goes back and forth. He's allowed temporary access. He stands before the Lord. He stands before the Lord as the accuser of the brother. I don't know why he keeps on doing that. Because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. But uh, he's persistent. All right, just a couple more. I'm sorry. Well, when you think of an arc, you think of something that's over superior, above, beyond. You know, when you walk under an arch, you know, it's, it's above you. And so these are archangels. I mean, these are like top dogs. All right? That's why he's called Prince. He's called the Prince. All right? That was sin in heaven. That was the the original sin was rebellion. Well, I I should say the original sin was pride, right? I will, which resulted in his rebellion. And you think about it today. All sin stems from what? Pride. It's amazing. Amazing. I'll take one more question because I got like one more minute. Please. Please. Well, I want to say the main thing. It was one of the things, because the, I mean, the wickedness of man was great. No, because I mean, if my understanding is right and many others understand it right, those demons that did that are chained. They're not going to do that anymore, OK? But when it says, as it was in the days of Noah, it says they were eating and drinking and giving in marriage. It was just wickedness and party time and drunkenness and immorality and sodomy. All right, let's, uh, are we done? Oh, Bob's rescuing me. For Gabriel, Gabriel was the messenger. Michael was the warrior. But he is called the prince, which means he is, calls him chief prince, All right, which talks about his ruling authority. But Jesus is the prince of peace. You would say that Michael would be the prince of war? Jesus, the prince of peace. Good point. Let's close in a word of prayer. As we close in prayer here tonight, we're not going to have the piano come and play. But let me go back to our application of all of this. What are you doing for the Lord? What are you doing for the Lord? How many of you here as you think about the ministry and the ministry of angels, how many of you would say tonight, you know what, Pastor, I need to be more engaged in the ministry of the Lord? Would you slip your hand up? So I could pray for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's probably well over half of us. Thank you for letting the angels speak into your life tonight. Heavenly Father, for all my dear people here tonight that raise their hand and realize that they need to be more actively engaged in serving you on a daily basis serving you through their local church lord would you bless them would you help them as they look at their lives and they reprioritize things and and just realize what is really important in life and that is that we fulfill our calling and our very purpose of our existence and salvation lord thank you for what we're learning about the angels we're excited about it and uh, thank you for all you've said in your word in jesus name we pray amen